Hey everybody, this is Deb Pierce. Now if you like to talk about all things marriage, ministry, music, family, fashion, food, and fun, well then Secrets of a First Lady is just for you. Now this podcast is a place where we're going to be super transparent and share all of our experiences, you know, our secrets from this journey called life. We're going to talk about the real stuff, but it's also a safe place that's sprinkled with a little bit of laughter, lots of life, and a whole lot of love. So buckle up and welcome to Secrets of a First Lady with Deb Pierce. <laughs> it's going to be fun. What I'm about to say might make some of you a little angry or upset, but again, this is my story and my experiences. So I just want to share with you guys a time in my life, a moment that changed everything for me as a child. So I'm going to call this episode (sighs) the day I couldn't trust my parents with Christmas. I know that's a long title. I get it. But uh, this is how I feel right now in this moment. And I'm just going to say it. My parents destroyed the joy of Christmas for me. Okay, so listen. First of all, let me go back to Easter as a child. I should have known something was wrong when my parents took me to the mall. And there was a big bunny sitting on a chair. Like, he was the king of bunnies. First of all, that was my first experience with a rabbit. Other than... Um, I think what's that commercial when he goes, oh, tricks for kids or whatever the case may be. That was my first time really seeing one up close and impersonal. So I didn't know rabbits was that big when I was little. And I didn't know why I had to go and take a picture with one. I felt, hey, I've seen enough Godzilla movies. How come this rabbit isn't in the ocean battling against Godzilla? I mean, as a little kid, that's how big the bunny rabbit was. So I would just go take the picture in terror and uh, get up, and that was my thing for the holiday. You know, you take a picture with the rabbit, you get your basket, right? It's okay. That was quick, you know, no kind of buildup or anything like that, like Christmas is. And then, you know, Thanksgiving hit, and hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. But this is the one thing about Thanksgiving. I'm going to talk about what's going on today. How come some of y'all can't wait for Thanksgiving? given to even come or be over before you put up your decorations. What is that about? We take time out, intentional time out for every holiday, including Columbus Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day. It don't matter. It could be Secretary Day. We're going to take time out to acknowledge that day all day. But, you know, I wonder how Thanksgiving feels. How How does Thanksgiving feel about you knowing that it's his day, but you're thinking about some other holiday, the betrayal? I just, I just don't know. But anyway, you know, (sighs) Christmas was a lot for me when I was a child. First of all, I was scared of Santa. Yes, I have to be truthful. I, me, Deborah. Pierce was scared of Santa as a little child and I just didn't understand it I could not 
wrap my mind around the concept of Santa Claus coming down our chimney, eating our cookies, and then going back up the chimney. Like, I think that's scary. And you're supposed to go to sleep. And they would say if you get up and look at them, you know, you would be in trouble and naughty. Almost to the equivalence of Lot's wife. Like, don't look at Santa or she's going to turn into a pillar of salt. At least that's how I felt. Like, why can't I look in his eyes? I thought he's supposed to be jolly. <laughs> he's supposed to be old St. Nick. You know, but. As a kid, when you hear that for the first time and you ask that question, well, how are we going to get the toys in the house? And they tell you, while you are sleeping and resting peacefully, this old gentleman with gray beard and a red suit, because that's the only suit he got. That's the only, that's all his uniform requires is for him to wear a red and white suit and he's... (laughs) dealing with obesity and he's supposed to come down the chimney oh I'm sorry after he parked his reindeer on your roof okay so I'm like say what now all right so I was scared of Santa always afraid of Santa even seeing him in the, I thought the same Santa in the mall was the same Santa that's that was gonna bring the gifts to the house And I couldn't understand that. Like, why is Santa Claus in the mall? And as a baby Christian, you know, if I must tell Jesus and if Jesus was on the main line, tell him what you want. Why am I telling Santa what I want? And why do I have to sit on his lap to tell him? So I was that kid that would always cry and always be like, no, when you go up to Santa, I don't even think, I think we did that maybe once or twice. I don't even know if my mother has any any pictures okay so then you're already scarred because you're sitting on Santa's lap telling him what you want mind you I never got to tell him anything because I was too busy crying okay and then you would Christmas Eve watch the news your parents my parents would have it on the news and the weatherman would further intensify the fear by letting you know that he's keeping track of where Santa is and the countdown and and they showing you the little reindeer in the sky and Santa is right here and Santa's right here and I'm just like oh my goodness he is coming closer to my house what am I going to do what kind of foolishness is that so you know Santa's supposed to come down the chimney he's supposed to leave the reindeer on the roof so nobody nobody is watching Blixen and Donder Rudolph's supposed to be the leader. Nobody is responsible for these reindeer that are on your roof. Wow. Okay, so all of that was traumatic for me. And this is the absolute truth. Okay, so now let me get to the part where I just... Everything just changed for me. I couldn't, when I realized what my parents were doing and saying, it was like, I felt like Judas, you know, like betrayed me. I just was like, you got to be kidding me. So I'm going to tell y'all how I found out that Santa was a fake and a phony. And evidently, (laughs) so were the adults. 
who told me Santa was real and had me petrified for years. So I remember my parents telling us, hurry up and go to bed. You know, you can't see. You may hear some noise. You may hear him in there messing around, but you cannot get up. If you get up, he's going to take all your stuff and he's going to go back up the chimney and you're not going to get anything for Christmas. So, okay, so that's a double hit. So I'm already scared of the man. And then you're going to tell me if I get up and run for my life, I'm not going to get nothing. Oh, you're kidding me. So I would be in the bed just shivering. Like every year I would be shivering. So one year I got a little bold and I was like, no, I'm going to see. I need to look out there and see what this man looks like just in case anything goes down and he's in a lineup. I can identify him because, you know, everybody want to be Santa Claus. Everybody, you know, but I would know exactly what the culprit looked like. So we go to bed early. And at that time, it was just me and my brother. It's four of us. So it was just me and my brother then. And I get in the bed and uh, you know how we used to do when we were little. We, we figured the tighter we closed our eyes, the quicker we go to sleep. Not so. That don't work. Okay. Nope. It doesn't work. So anyway. I'm laying in the bed and I laid there as long as I could. I think it was maybe like an hour and I could hear noise. So I was afraid like that man is in my living room. How did he get in there through the chimney? So I wake up, put on my robe, tiptoe myself to the doorway And at that time where we were living, all I had to do was stick my head out the door and you could see the living room and the Christmas tree. So I stuck my head out the doorway and lo and behold, I saw my father eating the cookies that we left Santa. Now why I got to give him cookies? I thought the gifts was free. I was already nice all year round, so I wouldn't get on the naughty list. Why do I have to leave him an offering? Why do I have to do that? Okay. Anyway, my father was eating the cookies, and my mother was wrapping the gifts. You should have saw the look of pain on my face. I felt like, They picked up a sharp candy cane and stabbed me in the back with it. That's how I felt. And I remember turning around and going back to bed. And I was so upset about it. Like, how could they lie to me? How could they not tell me the truth? Who are these people? I don't know who they are anymore. My trust tank was totally empty. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. So that morning when we woke up, first thing I did was I told my brother and I was like, listen, mom and daddy been lying to us. Santa is not real. He did not come down the chimney. He did not eat those cookies. He did not bring those gifts. And my brother looked at me like, huh? And I say, yeah. He did not come down the chimney. He did not eat those cookies. He did not bring those gifts. And he looked at me and was like, duh, you didn't know that? 
You didn't know that was mom and daddy buying them gifts. How old are you? Are you serious right now? So I felt I'm out here all by myself with this. Like you knew I was afraid. You knew that. You knew that. And you did not tell me that Santa Claus wasn't real. Now listen, I'm not sharing this story so that I could tell you what to do with your children. You go ahead and you let them believe whatever that you want them to believe. That's your thing. That's your journey. That's your parenting and this and the other. But as for me in my house, I just didn't even tell. Listen, my kids found out about Santa Claus at school. They knew right from the jump. And I'm talking about Brianna and Devin. That Santa Claus, listen, Santa Claus ain't work hard to get y'all this. We did this. What y'all want for Christmas? <laughs> Just because of the trauma. That's horrible, ain't it? I took it away. I took the Christmas tool and joy away from my children because I just didn't want them to be I didn't want to lie to my kids and I ain't you know maybe that's too harsh of a word because I know some of y'all do that because you want them to have a good imagination and all this other kind of stuff but sooner or later they're going to find out the truth and they're going to be mad at you so I just didn't want that so after that I was kind of bummed out I went back to bed back to the story finally went to sleep because I just was like you know what I'm just going to go to sleep because I just can't deal with this. It was just too much, too much anxiety for me to handle. So I went to sleep, woke up in the morning. I was a little heavy laden. However, all of them toys that I saw in the front took the spirit of heaviness away. And he lifted it right off of my back. I ran in there and I ran in there too. To this day, one of my very favorite Christmas gifts ever. My parents, and I don't know why as a little kid we do this as girls. We just put ourselves right in the kitchen right from the jump. They bought me the biggest kitchen set I'd ever seen in my entire life. It was huge. It had a refrigerator, counters, dishwasher, oven the whole nine I ran to there and immediately started pretending like I was you know in the kitchen you see how we groomed early for like domesticated life we get dolls and we get a kitchen set okay so that's crazy huh but it's true so I got my kitchen set and this is the thing about the kitchen set that tickles me to this day the material that that kitchen set was made out of I promise you it felt like the same material that makes Cadillac cars, okay? You talking about technic shot metal. <laughs> like, if you open up this refrigerator too fast, you're going to cut your fingers off. But that's just what it was back in the day. They didn't have the little vegetables and the plates that you can kind of pick up or whatever. They were painted on... The set. So if you open up the refrigerator, all you saw was a painting of like the refrigerator was full, but you saw just the painting of things or stickers. So they didn't have it like they have today. I don't even know if they make kitchen sets anymore. Do they make kitchen sets anymore? But that was definitely one of my all time favorite 
toys. So we opened up everything else, just me and my brother, and we're playing, and we're having a good time. And, you know, once we're done, you know, I will say this. My parents did tell me that they were sorry. Um, They thought we were asleep. They didn't mean for me to come out. And they were sorry that I found out the truth that way. And so, of course, I did what any little baby Christian would do. Um, I forgave them. But I never forgot. As you can hear, I never forgot. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you forget what they've done. But when you do remember, there's no more pain. There's no more stain. That's how you know that you have forgiven them totally for what they have done. I don't know why I felt the need to share this story with y'all. It was on my heart and and this is the last episode of this season and I just wanted to end it uh, with joy and with laughter and since we're coming up on the Christmas holiday to share with you all one of our Christmas, one of my experiences as a child when it came to Christmas Day and how my parents totally flipped my Christmas world upside down. But trust me, I'm absolutely okay. I have learned their lesson. And I didn't want to spend years telling my kids, Santa going to get you. You better be nice. Now it's going to tell them God going to get them. I'm not going to tell them Santa going to get them. You better stop it. God is watching you. Instead of Santa's watching you, and if Santa's watching you, you know you ain't going to get that toy if you keep acting up. Nope. It was my choice. Now, you can do what you want to do with your kids. I'm not. No judgment. None at all. But for me, uh, yeah, we wanted to, yeah, we want to do the Santa Claus thing. We want to do the Jesus thing. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want, not Santa. Okay? that's my story and I'm sticking to it with that in mind my prayer is that you guys have had an amazing Thanksgiving I hope that um you ate to your heart's desire and I hope that you were surrounded by love a family friend and God and I also pray that you have an amazing holiday have a great Christmas don't lie to your kids. Tell them, tell them where them toys got from, came from. Some of them need to know so they can appreciate. Especially, I'm so tickled, y'all. Listen, I am tickled. I'm just talking. Do what you believe is best for your child. Trust me. I don't want anybody emailing me or writing me saying she wrong for that. And you should. And hey, and if you listening to, the, if you letting your kids listen to this, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have. Okay, if you didn't want him to know that Santa wasn't real, he ain't real, y'all. Santa ain't real, y'all. If you didn't want him to know that, yeah, you you might not have, uh, should have set them on your lap while you listen to this. All right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Until next time, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you guys for hanging with me throughout the year. I love you. And I absolutely mean it. Hey. 
Hey family, you've just listened to an episode of Secrets of a First Lady with Deb Pierce. And I just wanted to say thank you. I just wanted to take some time out to say how much I appreciate you. And my prayer is that something was said that encouraged you, strengthened you, enlightened you, or even made you smile and laugh. God knows we need more joy in this world today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes, please, by all means, feel free to share it or write a review. Either would be greatly appreciated. And listen, if you would like to connect with me on social media, my IG page is I am Deb Pierce. And I'm also found on Facebook um, by the name of Deborah A. Pierce. Or guess what? You can connect to our Facebook group page. It's called Secrets of a First Lady. All you have to do is click on that, uh, answer a few questions, and then there you go. You're in the family. So again, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day, your afternoon, or your evening to listen to Secrets of a First Lady with Deb Pierce. Until next time, live in faith and not fear, y'all.